It is a book all about what it takes to finish well. Second Timothy. It's just a little four-chapter book. If you would, turn to Second Timothy. Paul is reaching the end of his life. Paul, the former persecutor, is about to become Paul the martyr. He will die for his faith in Christ. It's a very emotional book. As Paul writes to Timothy about being faithful to the end. When you look at 2 Timothy, let me break it down chapter by chapter briefly. If you and I would finish well, look at 2 Timothy 1, 13 and 14. Hold to Jesus and His gospel. Jot it down. Remember it. Hold to Jesus and His gospel. It was impossible for Paul to look at life at all apart from Jesus and His gospel. Is that true for you? Is it true for me? Can we go long periods of time without thinking about how important it is to hold to God's unchanging hand? Hold to the pattern of sound words which you've seen in me in faith and in love which are in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.13. Go to chapter 2. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, notice verses 8 through 10. Suffer for Jesus and His gospel. If you and I would finish well, hold to Jesus and His gospel and never let go. If you and I would finish well, suffer for Jesus and His gospel and do so with a sense of peace and joy because by so doing, we are complying with the Spirit of Jesus. Suffer for Jesus and His gospel. You can tell a lot about a person by what they're willing to suffer for. Chapter 3. And it's chapter 3 that we'll focus our attention on largely tonight. Chapter 3 is about this. Continue in Jesus and His gospel. Especially 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. It will not be easy. It will not always be smooth sailing for Christians, for the church of the living God. Continue in Jesus and the gospel even when it isn't. And some real motivation is given in chapter 3 for doing just that. Chapter 4. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Proclaim Jesus and His gospel. Ever proclaim Jesus and His gospel. 2 Timothy 4.2 Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Carl talked about gifts in the Lord's Supper meditation just a few moments ago. I'll give you a gift tonight. A shorter sermon. But before I do it, we're going to quickly highlight 17 verses in a short sermon. Look at 2 Timothy 3. And we'll continue this next Sunday night, Lord willing. When it comes to continuing in Jesus and the gospel, Paul deals with five guidelines. Five guidelines in this chapter for doing just that. 
Guideline number one, 2 Timothy 3, 1. Continue in Jesus no matter what. No matter what. Notice how verse 1 begins. But understand this. Understand this. It should be obvious. In the latter days, perilous times, difficult times will come. Times will come that are hard to bear, hard to deal with. Continue in Jesus no matter what. There are some times that we have to deal with tempest. There are some times we have to deal with storms in life. And sometimes I think we can even call them spiritual hurricanes or tsunamis. Continue in Jesus and the gospel. Understand this. It's as if Paul's saying, I wouldn't have you ignorant. It's not all going to be smooth sailing. It hasn't been for me. It's not going to be for you, Timothy. It's not going to be to anyone who reads this book. You will have such times. Continue in Jesus and the gospel. And the word that's used, that's, dif- uh, that's translated perilous or difficult or something like that in your particular version is the same word that's used in Matthew eight twenty eight of the Gadarene demoniac and how he made life miserable for the individual that he inhabited. Look at verses 2 through 9. If the first guideline is to continue in Jesus no matter what, verses 2 through 9 tell us, continue in Jesus no matter what others may do. No matter what the circumstances, and then no matter what others may do. Verses 2 through 4 of 2 Timothy chapter 3 are a catalog of sin. As a matter of fact, 19 different descriptions are given of people in the latter times and how they live. And we've been living in the last days for about 2,000 years now. Acts 2, 14 through 17. Hebrews 1 and verse 1. The last days encompass the time from Jesus ascending into heaven until His second coming. That's what the last days are about. And so the last days are something that the readers initially were part of, and we are today as well. But notice he describes these people by way of character. And it's interesting to note the first two, and then the last couple from verse 4. The first two, people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, now go to the end of verse 4. And they will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Do you see that? And sandwiched in between, 
these three loves that are mentioned, lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, are 15 items that all let you know that people are getting royally messed up as it concerns their relationship with God and with other people. They are in violation of the great commandment of loving God with all of your heart and soul and mind and loving your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Well, verses 2 through 4 then deal with the character of some in the last days. Then you look at verse 5. Verse 5 deals with the religious practices of some in the last days. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. The very thing these people need the most in their lives to bring about an inside-out change is Jesus and the gospel, but they either never embraced it or they forsook it. But some people are still religious, but notice what they have. A form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. You talk about the possibility of doing something that's true, but not doing it enthusiastically and in the Spirit. You talk about the possibility of messing up something as beautiful and precious as worship and service to God. To have a form of godliness but to deny its power is to look good on the outside but the inside be empty. And Paul warns about that. And he says that some will go that route. No matter what they do, don't you do that. Notice verses 6 through 9. This passage talks about their evangelism and their desire to make proselytes. And it says they're ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth and how they, they take people that are gullible and silly and maybe they make, make advocates out of them because they're shallow and superficial and lack depth themselves. And notice how the passage ends. It says that people who get caught up in these types of things will not go far, but their foolishness will become evident to all. You know, when we really just try to put a little paint on the outside and there's not really a change from the inside out. That is a pretty good formula for pride and arrogance or for Phariseeism. See Matthew 23. And the Lord won't be pleased. And more, the passage says, they will not go far, but the foolishness will be revealed. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. What a great passage this is. In this passage, talking about continuing, no matter what you go through, no matter what others may do, continue by valuing godly mentors. Continue by valuing godly 
mentors. Paul says, you have followed my. You followed my. And then he goes into a catalog of what he's been all about as a man of God. You have followed my teaching. You have followed my conduct. You have followed my aim in life, that of glorifying Christ, 1 Corinthians 10.31. Timothy, you have followed my faith, my trust and desire to obey God. You have followed my patience with people and with circumstances. Timothy, look at verses 10 and 11. You have followed my love and my steadfastness, my sufferings and persecutions in places like Antioch and Lystra and Iconium. We go back a long ways. Paul writes this while he is in jail with no hope of release this time except the release of going to be with Christ. What a chapter. If you and I make it, it will be by the love and grace and help of God. And we will make it through times that have seemed to be smooth and other times that have been tremendously difficult, stormy times, tsunamis, tsunamis of our lives. If we make it, it will be due to the marvelous grace of God and His help, His strength. But it will be despite what others may do. And if you and I make it to be with Jesus forever, it'll be because we have valued godly mentors and we have held them in proper esteem. Elsewhere, Paul would write, follow me even as I also follow Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1 All we can say to anyone is follow me even as I follow the Lord. You know, I would hope parents would model Christ in the family. Wouldn't you? I would hope that those of us who have been Christians for some times would wisely and lovingly model Jesus. You never know when someone may be looking up and valuing you as a mentor in the spiritual realm. Notice verses 12 and 13 for a fourth guideline. Fourth guideline is this. Continue by having no illusions about this world. Don't have any illusions about this world. Look at verses 12 and 13. Verse 12. Yes, all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Mark it, keep it in mind. You and I will not avoid some type of persecution if we live godly in Christ Jesus. 
at some point in our lives, we will feel the sting and the heat of persecution. Notice verse 13. Evil men will become worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Hold no illusions. I think that what Tillett S. Tedley, a brother in Christ, wrote years ago is so very true. Earth holds no treasures but perish with using, however precious they be. Yet there's a country to which I am going. Heaven holds all to me. Number five, look at 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. Here is the fifth and final guideline, much of which I will discuss next Sunday night, Lord willing. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17 says this quite simply. Continue by loving the precious Word of God. Continue by loving the precious Word of God. Timothy had been taught by his grandmother Lois, his mother Eunice, 2 Timothy 1.5. They had brought him up well. But the time came when he would be further taught and instructed by a great man of God, the Apostle Paul. But what Paul was really doing was building upon a foundation that some godly family members initially had. I think that all of us have someone in our life that has encouraged our love and continuance in the Scriptures. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a widow or widower that was very wise. Maybe it was a teacher in a Bible class. How our love for God's Word as His precious truth needs to continue no matter what. Those are the five guidelines. I will look at 14 through 17, Lord willing, more thoroughly next Sunday night and even get into chapter 4. I hope it's been worth the price of admission tonight. Free and worth every penny. But think about it. God's grace is free. But at the infinite cost of Jesus... And so when we think about finishing well, God will make it possible as we look to Him. But finishing well comes at the infinite cost of Jesus for us. If you're not a Christian through faith, repentance, and baptism, come to Him this evening. And if you are a Christian and you're looking at your life and the things that we're talking about seem far removed from your reality... In other words, you are tossed to and fro by all the circumstances of life, by what others may do. People may have let you down that were your mentors. You have illusions about this life and what it affords. And the Word of God has become less important to you 
than money or your job or things. I think the Bible has a way of turning us back to the right things, doesn't it? Let us stand and sing.